Hello, welcome to Steven Speak. Uh, on today's episode, I'm going to tell you about probably the worst and best holiday that I had been on as a kid with my parents. So, uh, yeah, stay tuned for that. Welcome to Steven Speak the Podcast. Unscripted prattle on everything and nothing. Hello, welcome to uh, Steven Speak. Uh, thank you very much for joining me uh, once more. Um, I'm hoping you're enjoying the series so far. If you are, please like and subscribe. Um, I hate people when they say that on YouTube, but, you know, you've kind of got to say it to remind people. Uh, but I appreciate you listening, so thank you. How are you doing today? Are you well? I hope you are. Um, I'd actually like a bit of feedback. I'd like to know where people listen to this. Is it is it in their own home? Is it while you're doing work? Is it when you're walking around? Is it when you're doing exercise? Just, just I'm just wondering. I'm just curious. I'm a curious person. Um, anyway, on today's show, um, I'll be talking about a time that uh, I went on holiday with my parents. My brother didn't go with us. Um, it was a time when my brother's a bit older than me, and he was at uni and stuff like that. Um, in fact, I think was he at uni? I'm trying to think. Yes, he would have been at university. Uh, just started, I think. So we went. Um, we went on a couple of holidays without him, and I think this was my second like holiday abroad. Um, and we went to the island of Menorca, which is one of the islands off the coast of Spain. And I think there's a name for them, but I can't think what they're called. You got Mallorca, Majorca, and Menorca. Is that right? Um, but Menorca is quite a small island. Been, I actually went there uh, in more recent years uh, with a previous girlfriend. Um, and it hadn't really changed. We hired a car and it hadn't actually changed at all. Although I didn't go to the place that we'd, we'd been on holiday to previously, but we went a couple of places where we had been previously. You know what I mean? Um, and it was quite, quite, <laughs> it was quite the same. Um, anyway, um, this holiday with my parents... Um, we bought to go to Menorca. Now we'd normally we'd normally always go with Greece. My mum and dad liked Greece. Uh, I think we'd been there twice up to this point, maybe once, maybe once. I can't remember. Um, I was quite old. I was quite older when when we started going on like foreign holidays. We'd always gone away in this country or gone over to Ireland because obviously the family connection in Ireland. Um, so to kind of go somewhere abroad was quite a new thing to me. I I, I think I was fourteen. When we went to, yeah, this would have been our second holiday. So the first foreign holiday was to Greece in Skiathos, uh, which was a lovely little place, but it was really quiet. But I wasn't, I wasn't that bothered because, like, it was the first time on holiday without my brother. And it was a new experience being abroad and stuff. And even though there wasn't too much for me to do, we only went for, like, a week, I think. I can't even remember. It's, sad, isn't it? it's weird how your brain plays tricks on you. I'm pretty sure we went for a week. And it was self-catering, and uh, we left. My, it was the first time we left my brother, and uh, we decided like it was successful. My brother didn't kill himself; he didn't wreck the house. In fact, it was. In fact, the house was surprisingly spotless, and I can't. I think I remember talking about this in a previous episode. I don't even know. Um, but yeah, we came back, and the house was absolutely spotless, which is really suspicious, isn't it? You know, what what have you done to the house to make it so clean? Um, I think he was about. I think he was eighteen, maybe nineteen or so. Uh, so it was a bit, it was a bit bizarre. 
So we went up, we booked to go away the following year and, and we decided to go to Menorca because I think the idea was there wasn't much of me in the Greece holiday and we'd try somewhere that was maybe a bit more popular for families. So we booked uh, Menorca. So this was 1998. Um, and we went in the height, we went pretty much... It was like towards whenever, whenever the World Cup was on, basically, which would have been like towards the end of the summer. Um, I think I can't even remember. I should have googled this beforehand. But basically, when the World Cup was on, that's when we were there. Uh, we went for two weeks, and it was bloody gorgeous weather. It was really sunny, and the same. My mum and dad had booked it because they thought there'd be more for me there. Um, we went self catering again because we pretty much always did that. Because back in the day, it was it wasn't it wasn't like. Um, my mum and dad, I don't know, they always shied away from the all-inclusive stuff, and I think they didn't mind, like, you know, getting breakfast and lunch and eating out for tea, so we used to go to, like, local markets and just buy, like, a bit of bread for lunch and some cereal for breakfast, and that used to kind of do us, and uh, just go out for a meal at night, um, and that's what we did for years, to be honest, and it was nice, but I, since I've been going away on my own, I've kind of always opted for the all-inclusive, because, yeah, I'm lazy, really. And even though it's nice to go and discover places, it's also really nice, like, when, you, when you've got a full-time job, just to go and, and not have to think about, you know, where you're going to eat tonight, how much is it going to cost, how much to budget for, and, um, it's nice, the all-inclusive thing is nice when you just say, Rally, I know I've paid X amount of money, and everything's included, uh, alcohol and everything, drinks, so, you know how all-inclusive works, why am I explaining it? Um, I don't know, um, maybe you don't know how they all work, so maybe that's been beneficial to you, um, anyway. Yeah, so we we go to Menorca and we go to this little complex and it's like its own little swimming pool, which I don't think we really use to be honest, because we're that close to the beach that we just go to the beach. And um, yeah, it's a nice it's a nice little place. Um, so I'm probably fourteen at this point, big into football, big into soccer uh, for the American counterparts. Um, and obviously England are in the World Cup, and there's a little there's a little like uh, restaurant bar across the way from our apartment. We get there, we soon realise, day one, wandering around, there's really nothing for my age range. It was, it was like a really weird place. Like, if you were, like, kind of older than 12, but under 16, there was nothing for you. But they had, like, these nightclubs for, like, teenagers slash adults. Then they had the adult places. And then they had loads of kids stuff, like, like kids' water parks and, like, kids' amusements. But they were all, like, kids' rides. Like, like when I say kids' rides, like, toddlers. And like kids up to like 10, 11, maybe 12 at a push. Um, so I sat in this weird teenage category where I didn't want to go into them because they were too young for me. I thought that's, I don't, that's not in, that's, that's, that's not me. I'm too, I'm old. I'm above that now. Like that's kid stuff. And I wanted to go into the nightclubs, but mom and dad wouldn't let me because they were like, no, you, you can't go into there because now you're not, you're not old enough for that. So this weird gap. So it was really frustrating because I was thinking, well, oh, this is going to be a shithole day. It's going to be like the last one where, no, it was really nice, but it was starting to be on the first one. But I've been kind of really looking forward to this one because mum and dad said, "Oh, you know, we've gone somewhere that's a little bit more lively," and I was really looking forward to it, thinking, "Oh yeah, brilliant! I can, you know, go to the bars and and have some fun. There'll be kids my age, and and there wasn't. I mean, whether it was because we booked all inclusive, uh, well, because we booked like self catering, vice or all inclusive, we weren't in a hotel situation. I don't know. Um, but I, I was never one to like just try and make friends. Like I taught, I taught people. Don't get me wrong, unsurprisingly. But, like, I wasn't one to, like, go out and try and make friends, because it's like, well, I'm only here for a week or two, like. So, if something naturally occurred, like, I was in the vicinity of people and something happened, then I was okay with it. 
but I would never really go out and seek something. Um, and I'm kind of like that now, if I'm honest with you. If I'm put in a situation, I, I'll be the friendliest person and I'll make connections, but if it doesn't happen, I'm not asked. Um, which might surprise you. I don't know. Uh, it surprises me a little bit because I am kind of like... Everything with me is an extreme, as I've said a million times. Like I'm either like I'm like the friendliest like social person. I need people to to be near me. I need that connection. I need to know that someone's there if I need them. But I'm also like so loner as well. Like Sarah's gone out today, and I'm really happy because it gives me a few hours on my own to just do what I want. I can record my podcast. I'm gonna have a bath in the bit in a, in the bit in a bit, <laughs> and it gives me just like just an hour or so just to just to be alone, which is nice, you know, because like. She has that alone time when I'm at work. She gets alone time in the house, but I, I really don't. Um, I, I, I work with people, and then I come home, and then I'm with her. And it's, it's all very uh, weird to have our separate places in the house, but to have to know that not in the house is kind of a big thing. So, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of like that when I go places as well. Like, I'll keep myself to myself, and if something naturally occurs, and I'm in the mood, then fantastic. Um, yeah, but I was in a bit of a quandary in the Menorca thing, because I was, I was a bit unhappy, because I was thinking, like, what am I going to do? But the World Cup had just started, and the little Taverna pub thing across the way was the place that I pretty much lived in the entire holiday. So if I wasn't eating, sleeping, or in the sea, I was in there watching the uh, World Cup, which was uh, in France in 1998. Um, I don't know if you remember, it had like a weird little, was it like a little, it looked like Woody Woodpecker in a way. It was like a little cockerel thing, little bird like mascot thing. Um, but yeah, that's pretty much, I watched like so many games in there, like so many, and uh, my dad's not really into football, like he'll watch it, but he's not really back into it, my mum's the same, my mum will watch it, normally if it's like a like an international game or something like that, but again, not really into it, so I spent a lot of time in there on my own, my dad would give me some pesetas, because um, it was it was before the Euro, so uh He'd, he'd, he'd give me a wad of notes and just say, like, you know, he said to the barmaid, like, uh, barman, like, it was called Manuel, by the way. Um, so that went down a storm. Um, it's a Faulty Towers reference, if you don't realise. Uh, Google it. I presume you would. I think everyone would know that, maybe. I don't know. Depends where you're listening from, doesn't it? I get quite a lot of international listeners. Um, so, yeah, so uh, he just said to the guy, like, you know, is it okay if he sits here and will you, like, will you serve him, really? And they don't really care in Spain, to be honest. Like, I was going down the shop and buying cigars for my dad, and they literally didn't care. I just was like, they were like, oh, you're not old enough to buy these, and I was just like, they're for my dad. And they, and they were like, oh, okay then. Like, that's, what? If you did that in the UK, they'd, they'd bloody belt you. Um, call the police. Um, yeah, so that's, where, that's pretty much where I lived the entire holiday. It was in this, in this, little, in this little bar. And I got friendly with this group of... Uh, this group of men, because I was always in there, and they, they were in there quite a lot for certain games, not all of them, I was in there pretty much for every single game, like, I drank so much orange juice and Coca-Cola and lemonade, it's unbelievable, um, but this big group of lads, they were, I don't, I don't know how to describe them without trying not, I don't know, trying not to sound offensive, they were quite, like, common and rough, but they were just the friendliest guys ever, and I feel like they had some sort of gangster connection. I don't know. They had, they, were, they just give this vibe off as if they were into dodgy stuff. But they kind of took me under the wing a little bit because they saw me sat there on my own and they were like, oh, like, I think they were a bit concerned actually at first. Like, you know, why have you been left on your own? And I was like, oh, well, like, you know, my dad doesn't really, isn't into football that much and I'm a bit bored and 
like every time they went back to the apartment for lunch, I'd be like scoff something and come to the pub, and um, I'd give them a bit of alone time as well. They'd be off shopping or whatever, and they always knew where to find me. And uh, so I think they they felt a bit sorry for me in the pub, and they said, "Oh, well, if you want to scooch over and sit near us, kind of thing, that's fine." Like, and I was like, and they would buy me, they would buy me drinks and stuff, and um, they were big rough guys. They were big rough guys. Um. And I remember, like, my dad came in, and he was, <laughs> my dad's, like, ex-paratrooper, like, he's hard, like, you know, he's he's not afraid of people, but he was just like, Jesus, who are these people you're hanging out with? And I was like, oh, they're really nice, like, you know, I, even even at that age, I could, I could tell they were a little bit rough around the edges, but, um, but they, they had, like, the heart was in the right place, and they had morals and stuff, like, one of them was, like, swearing around me, and there was, like, kind of this leader guy, he was a big, tall, like, slightly overweight, bald guy, uh, Probably what you would call like a typical England supporter, but again, I don't want to stereotype people. But you know, that's what he looked like. But he was the nicest guy. But when he turned on like the the look, let's say, he was like, "Oh shit!" Like, and that, that kind of made me wonder if he was like a gangster or something. I don't know because everyone seemed to. As soon as he he was kind of like the, the the very much the alpha male of the group, and people would jump when he said jump, and they would go and get a drink and stuff. But he was buying me drinks. Like, I was going to the bar and. And, and getting coke and stuff, and he was like, no, no, you're with us now, mate, I'll buy you a coke, when they were doing, like, rounds and stuff, and I was like, well, I can't buy you a drink, and he was like, don't worry about it, and, um, but I think, I think the reason they invited me over is because I was so into the football, so before they said, like, come and join us kind of thing, um, I was just sat at a table, but because I was, and I'm still like this with sports now, if I'm watching the Philly Eagles, like, I, I'll shout at the TV, and I'm, get, I'm, I'm into it, you know what I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm there for it kind of thing, and um, I was probably like shouting at the screen and and like you know throwing my arms up in the air, going "Oh bloody hell, ref!" like that kind of thing, like probably old man style, probably. And I caught I caught them every so often, like like you know like nudging their eyes towards me, like you know looking at each other and saying, "Hey, we've seen this kid over here." He's and I think they were like, "He's funny. Look how he's reacting. He's like he's you know he's more more passionate than we are about it, kind of thing." And um. I was shouting about the. I was. I think I was one of them. Like they shouted a rule, and I was like, "Oh, bugger off, ref! You've just changed that rule. You don't even know what it is, and all this." Like, um, like the FA's just changed that. FIFA have just changed that rule, and you don't even know what it is yourself. Why have you give somebody a yellow card for that and all this? And um, and that's kind of thing. That's what like got them to invite me over in a way because they they kind of saw the passion that I was that I was there and um, thought it was funny and thought, "Well, this kid's on his own and he's he's funny. Let's let's get him over here." And uh, yeah, that's pretty much like how I spent my holiday. Then is 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 in this bar, and that, that sounds really sad that I spent the entire like most of the holiday watching football. But for me, that was brilliant, and it it broke the day up as well because the the games was someone during the day, someone on the evening, so it broke the day up for me. Because otherwise, I would have I would have been bored stiff. I'm not one to sit in the sun. I think I've said this to I've said this before that you know even if I go on holiday somewhere abroad, I don't sit in the sun. I will I will sit in the sun for a, a limited amount of time, don't get me wrong. But I'll then just go and seek a shady place for a while, then I'll go back into the sun. So the only time I really fully expose myself to the sun is when I'm swimming. Um or walking around really, I suppose, like just wandering. Um so we we would go to the beach like every single day. Um and I'd spend spend a couple of hours in the sea. We'd normally come home for lunch, or we or we'd go this Go to the beach after lunch and stuff like that. We'd you know we use the pool a couple of times, but it was I think we I think we used the pool a couple of times, but it was mainly the sea. So sometimes we go to the, 
down to the sea early, then come back for lunch and then pop down again. Uh, it was a little bit of a walk. It was close, but it was a little bit of a walk. Um, so yeah, so it wasn't it wasn't like I was like my parents were like dumping me in there. It was what I wanted to do because uh, I think my mum and dad were actually concerned. Like you can't spend your whole you can't spend your holiday watching telly, and I was like, well, there's nothing else to do, which they acknowledged. And I really like football, so I'm I'm quite okay with it as long as I can as long as I'm allowed to buy myself a drink and maybe have some snacks, then I'm I'm pretty much golden. Um, and I think one of the things that stood out as well, like, it was the it was the World Cup where uh, David Beckham got sent off for kicking out at um, um, is it Simone um, from Argentina? And I remember I remember watching it and thinking, oh, what have you done that for, man? Like, what what did you do that for? We've me and Sarah just started watching the Beckham uh, documentary that's on Netflix, and it brought it all back to me, like sitting in this pub because. Obviously, when it happened, the the pub was full. My mum and dad were actually with us watching. The, they watched the England games with with me. And um, when he did it, like I was like, "Oh my god!" And a lot of people were shouting abuse at the screen and stuff like that. And I was I was near these group of lads, and they were like, "Why aren't you angry?" And I was like, "Well, it's not, I said it's circumstances." And even even back then, I was kind of I kind of had like the empathy with with David Beckham that I was like, he he's done it because he's he's felt aggrieved that that person's like cropped him up. You know, pushed him over and stuff, and gone gone down with you know fell over with David, and then he's kind of stuff. And someone said something to him. I'm sure he did. He goes bends down and sends something. And as he's walking away, Beckham just does the little flick of the flick of the heel and and lower leg and and knocks him over. Which is is the way he went down was like someone had shot him. But you can't do that fundamentally, can you? You can't do that. And I, and I think everyone was like giving David Beckham a hard time in the pub, and I was like kind of a voice of reason and and that the. the 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 guys that uh, I was sat with, like the gangsterish guy. Sorry, I can't even hear that on the microphone. I'm kicking some boxes because it's I don't know. While I'm talking, it's like soothing me. Weird. Uh, so I'm sorry if that's picking up. Um, yeah. So these guys were kind of, kind of thing, and they were, they were from like southeast London or something. So they had like that, you know, that proper like kind kind of Cockney kind of gangstery kind of sounding voices. I hate to keep calling them gangsters, but it's the only thing I can think of. Um, because they were all lovely to me, and I can't say anything. I can't really say a bad word about them, apart from that was the impression I got. But they were kind of, they were like, "Why aren't you being mad, Steve?" And I said, "Well, it's just what it is." And I explained it, and they were like, and "The the like the the alpha." Um, I can't remember what it was called. I can't remember any of the names. I think I was a bit, a bit intimidated myself. So I think when they spoke to me, I was like, "Ooh, hey then," kind of thing, like really like timid. Um. And he was like, "Oh, it's a good viewpoint that is." He says, "He says you, he says you keep that viewpoint, mate." He says, "Don't lose that." He says, "That's, that's you, you're right, aren't you? You're right." He says, "You know, if someone does something to you, you got re- you know, you retaliate, and sometimes even 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 if you're a professional in a moment, you lose your head." And I was like, "Well, that's what I think." I said, "He still shouldn't have done it, but like things happen." And then, um, you know, it's <laughs> I, I felt quite I felt quite grown up on that whole day, to be honest. Um, I felt like I was accepted by by men. Weirdly enough, on that, uh, that's, that's a weird thing to say. But I felt like you know, I'd, I'd I'd sat with this group and held my own. So I felt like, yeah, I've got an opinion. I'm going to share it. Um, but yeah, I, I led loads of the chants and stuff. But that, that that whole day was an absolute shitter for me. But that the World Cup '98 saved it. So thanks, France '98. You saved my uh, my summer holidays. Um, and I suppose even if it if it had been in England, I'd have just been sat watching it in the house. At least when I was in Spain, I was in Spain, and it was nice weather. And when 
when the 90 minutes had finished, I could go out into the sunshine again and, and, uh, and go swimming and stuff like that. So it was still a lot better than being in, being in uh, Blighty. So, um, yeah, so there you go. That, that, was, that was my like kind of holiday disaster, but not a disaster because I watched football and made friends with a load of um, gangsters, <laughs> let's say. Um, thank you very much for listening. I hope you enjoyed that little anecdote about uh, my holiday from uh, in Spain. And uh, yes, uh, that's it. <laughs> I'll speak to you all soon. You take care and uh, tune into the next episode. You've been listening to Stephen Speak the podcast. Thanks for listening to my unscripted prattle on everything and nothing. Visit stevenspeak.com for updates, information, and my blog. You can follow more updates on social media at stevenspeakpc. Thanks very much, and I'll speak to you soon.